And welcome back to Mindset Monday. I'm Gene Zanetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coach from Winning Mindset. We've got the other Gene Zanetti right here, too. And today we're going to talk about the keys to failure. Last week we spoke about what are the big keys to success. And now we're going to talk about the opposite, the flip side. What are the big keys to failure? When this guy grows up, what are some of the lessons I want him to know so he could grow up and be a success? Maximize his chances of success minimize your chances of failure. Remember, you can't guarantee success. You can't guarantee failure. But what we can, Well, you can probably guarantee failure if you don't do anything. You never could guarantee success, though. All you could do is raise your chances. So what are some of the roadblocks? What are some of the biggest traps, some of the biggest barriers between you and success? So today, the keys to failure, excuse-making, criticizing, blaming, complaining, pointing the finger at other people, procrastination. Yeah. Yeah. You do all those things, you're well on your way to failure. Procrastination, the road to someday, leads to the city of nowhere. You got to take action. You got to stop making excuses. You got to stop blaming other people. Okay, these are critical things. So I was at, I was very blessed to go to two different colleges. I was at Rutgers for three years, transferred to the University of Pennsylvania my last two years. Both great schools, both great athletes, great students, all that. But at the time, Penn was just a notch above in both school academically, of course, it's an Ivy League school, and athletically. At the time, Rutgers was ranked around 50th in the country, Division I, 5-0, and Penn was ranked 15th, 1-5, okay? Almost everyone on the team was ranked in the country. We had a two-time NCAA champ, Matt Valeni, All-American, Matt Harrington. I think the whole team was ranked in the country. Well, what was the difference? People always ask me, what was the difference between Rutgers and Penn? Now, remember, we're talking about back when I was there. We're talking about a very select group of people. And this is, we're playing on averages, right? We're speaking in generalizations, so not every single person. But what was the difference between the Ivy League school, the higher tier athletic, um, what, what was the difference there? And a lot of people think, on the surface, it's the gifted birth. In other words, talent. They think, oh, the people at Penn, because it's an Ivy League school, they're just so much naturally smarter, okay? And I want to tell you, after going to both schools, I can tell you this, my Penn, my Penn friends were no naturally smarter than my Rutgers friends were. They weren't. They just weren't. I'm telling you, I was there. Some of the kids, in fact, I would say at Rutgers, some of them were even brighter than a lot of the people at Penn. Okay, then let's talk about athletically. Were the Penn kids much better athletes than my Rutgers friends, my teammates at Rutgers? I would say no, honestly. There was not, people think a lot of times the difference between the top schools, they, they were just much more talented, much more gifted athletically. I don't think so. I really don't. Uh, a lot of the kids at Rutgers had a lot of talent. A lot of them could have been better wrestlers than a lot of my teammates at Penn. So what was the difference? If I had to say, for me, it was accountability. The, the students at Penn, the athletes at Penn, at this time, one group, and you know, a certain period of time and everything, generalization, they were better at holding themselves accountable academically and athletically than my Rutgers friends and teammates. And... That's just, that's just how it was, on average, right? Not each kid. It was true. That's what basically it was. You didn't have to tell the Penn kids to get the extra workouts in in the summer. They were coming in. They were getting their workouts in, okay? You didn't have to, you didn't have to chase them down. Same thing with school. They would study. They didn't make excuses. Yeah, I mean, they made mistakes, too. They were human. They partied sometimes, too. They did, they did things they shouldn't be doing. They were, they were far from perfect, right? I'm far from perfect. But by and large, you didn't have to chase them down. They did their schedules. 
They were on time with their schedules. They were on time with their work. They attended their classes. They did the things they needed to do. I remember I had some friends that were at, that were at Penn studying. I remember I would see them. We had, a, we had a, um, a study lounge in our dorm. And I remember going down to practice in the morning. You'd see one of the guys in there, our Penn, a smart kid. Hard, more important than him being smart, hard worker. You'd see him in there studying. And then you come back from practice. He was still studying. You'd be up in the up in the room. You come down. You go to class back and forth. He was studying the whole day. I mean, sometimes he'd be in there from eight in the morning to eight at night. That was not a talent thing. A lot of people think it was talent. No, it was accountability. It was hard work. They weren't excuse makers. If they needed to know how to do something, they found a way. And again, this is not every kid. And then you just fast forward this to life. You fast forward this to business, to career. The people who are successful, like we said before, hustlers, go-getters. People who aren't successful are excuse makers. People who always pass the buck, always push their work on to someone else. You got to ask for help and you got to assume personal responsibility. You got to try to find a way. Yeah, you do. You got to try to find a way. Don't make excuses when you get older. But a lot of times people get caught up. So now we're talking just in, in general in life. People who aren't successful, they spend a lot of time complaining, blaming other people, pointing fingers. It's my coach's fault. It's my teacher's fault. It's my boss's job. If I had a better boss, if I had a better teacher, if I now, even now as a business owner, Oh, you know, if you say, oh, if I had better workers, right? People say this kind of stuff. And you know what? It's garbage because you know, there's all excuses. Uh -huh. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. Other people aren't perfect. So you know you're dealing with an imperfect world. Stop complaining about it. Make the best of it. The productive question is how can I make the best of this situation? Uh -huh. So if you're blaming other people and pointing the finger, you're in trouble. I saw a great Will Smith YouTube video, and he talks about the difference between fault and responsibility. He says a lot of people grow up with crappy lives or crappy circumstances. And from time to time, all of us are just given a bad hand in life, right? Where it's just rough circumstance, right? Sometimes some people have it easier. And sometimes we have it a lot harder at different points in time of our life, and a lot of times it's not fair. It might not be your fault that you're in a certain situation. Sometimes it might be. Sometimes it might not be. But when it comes right down to it, it doesn't make a difference. It might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility to improve. It might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility when you get older to take action. Right? That's what, we, that's what you got to do. You got to think in terms of it like that. Things might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. Ask yourself good questions. A horrible question, keys to failure, ask yourself, why me? Why does this always happen to me? You'll spend a lot of time on the problem. Yeah, you don't want to spend time on the problem. You want to spend time on the solution. 90% of your time when you get older, you should be thinking about the solution. Only 10% of your time think about the problem. Because if you're thinking about the problem, you're wasting your time. Yeah, it's a bad strategy. So don't waste your time on the problem. Understand the problem. Make sure you're not repeating the same mistake. But think about the solution. Don't ask yourself, why me? It might not be your fault something happened. But it is your responsibility to improve and to make the best of it. So stop criticizing. Stop blaming. Stop complaining. Stop pointing the finger at other people. Um, stop looking for other people to do your bidding. That's another one. We all fall into this trap sometimes. We know there's work that we should do on our own. And we ask someone else to do it. Hey, can you help me do this? Now, we're not talking about asking for help when you need it. That's a different story, okay? And only you know deep down what, what you're doing here. And if, and if this in which, in which situ situation supplies to you. But sometimes there's a time to ask for help. And there's other times we got to suck it up and we got to do the work. We try to kick the can sometimes and ask someone else to do our work for us. Okay? 
Is that you? More importantly, when is that you? Because it's all of us from time to time. A lot, a lot of times I get bogged down because I'm thinking, well, let's delegate this work to someone else. And it's like, I could have easily just knock this out on my own. Okay, there's a time to delegate and you got to know when that time is. Otherwise, you're going to waste your time doing work that you could delegate to someone else. And there's other times where you got to suck it up and you got to do the work. Don't expect other people to do your work. You got to be the hard worker. So be a harsh critic on yourself. I say this, if you want to be successful, you need to be two things at the same time. Number one, you need to be your harshest critic. And number two, you have to be your own best friend. There's got to be no one who's harder on you, no one who's more critical and judgmental of, of, the, of your actions on, of you than yourself. Okay, no coach, no teacher, no parent should be harder on you than you are of yourself. And at the same time, there's got to be no one who's more loving, caring, nurturing, and supportive of you than yourself. A lot of times you make a mistake, things don't go well. You say, what's my problem? Why do I stink? I'll never get this. You get down on yourself. Would you pay a coach to speak like that to you? If you wouldn't, don't speak like that to yourself. Okay, so be your own best friend and be your own harshest critic. Stop making excuses. Do the work that you know you need to do. Stop kicking the can. Something that helps me, get a whiteboard, a dry erase board, or just have a piece of paper, make a to-do list, and knock it out. These are things you know you need to do. Stop kicking the can. Stop procrastinating. This goes with our friendships, too. If you know there's a friend you haven't spoken to in a while, call them up. Call her up. Don't, don't wait for the other person to make the call. Put the onus on you. You know, it's really like seven out of ten times, really almost all the times, you should be putting the onus on yourself to do something. Oh, this person wasn't, this person didn't say hello to me. How many times have we heard that? Oh, we were outside. Oh, this person didn't say hi to me. They snubbed me. Well, did you say hi to them? Why are you putting it on them? Why are you blaming them? Be the change you wish to see in the world, right? What is that, the Helen Keller quote? Or Maya Angelou, whoever, I don't know. But be the change that you wish to see in the world. So, if you know, don't, don't wait for other people to say hi to you. You say hi to them, okay? Don't, don't you know, take action. <laughs> Stop being lazy. We're all lazy from time to time. And step one is admitting that there's a problem. This, the first step to overcoming any problem is admitting there's a problem. And again, we don't call them problems, we call them challenges. The first step to solving any challenge is, admit is admitting there is a challenge. Yeah, sometimes you make that mistake. You blame other people. You criticize. Stop doing it. We talked about the body language diet and the mind diet in the beginning of the year, right? One of the things for the mind diet was stop criticizing, blaming, and complaining. How are you doing with that? Are you making that a life's work? And are you, are you taking ownership? Don't have other people do your bidding. Don't expect other people to do your work for you. Be the change you wish to see in the world. You do that, you avoid those keys to failure. Success, again, you can't guarantee success, but you're much more likely. You're much more likely to be successful. You can't guarantee success. All you can do is raise your chances. So raise your chances of success by eliminating these keys to failure. Mindset makes the difference. What do you have to say? Ah, boy. Take care. We'll see you next week. And that is a wrap from today's podcast. I'm Gene Zanetti from Winning Mindset. Make sure you guys go to our website. Make sure you go to zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you buy the book. The ebook is great, excellent information, represents some of the great information that we've learned from top athletes, working with some of the top teams and individuals all across the country. Go to our website, zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you get the ebook. Also, 
Make sure as an individual, you sign up for the one-on-one -on -one free trial consultation. That's the one-on-one -on -one free trial consultation with one of our mindset coaches. The best results always come from one-on-one -on -one attention, whether it's strength training, whether it's technique, or whether it's mindset. One-on-one -on -one is always the best. Thanks for staying with, with us. Make sure you join us next time for the next episode. Mindset makes the difference. Have a great day.